the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's always aggravating to me when Joe Biden stands in front of a podium and he talks about America as if he really believes in the founding principles of America when he clearly does not believe in the founding principles of America. We have never had more censorship under any presidential administration than we have under this Biden administration. And they're so invested in monitoring and punishing people whose speech, whose opinions, whose policy stances do not agree with their own, that they have become so callous to how anti-American their hatred of freedom of speech and dissenting opinion is, that they say out loud what I cannot imagine even Barack Obama saying out loud when he last occupied the White House in 2020. That was a federal judge who a few days ago made it. don't know the long-term side effects of, of basically Oh, there's Mark Zuckerberg again. Sorry. <laughs> there was a federal judge a few days ago who weighed in and said, It is illegal for the Biden administration to do what it did routinely throughout COVID, which was meet with big tech media companies to censor speech. I don't mean, hey, here's a problematic post. Somebody better call Facebook. Somebody better call pre-Elon Musk Twitter and have that taken down. No, they met routinely. It was a standing meeting with them. Such was the coziness of the relationship between the Biden administration and big tech. Oh, five o'clock Wednesday, time for our meeting with the Biden administration to find out what we have to take down. This would have been in any other era so antithetical to the treasured value of freedom of speech that no presidential administration would have admitted it. But in the aftermath of this judge's ruling saying, no, you're not, Corinne Jean-Pierre, you can't get on the phone and call Twitter or Facebook. FBI, DOJ, you can't have these people on speed dial. You can't be exchanging emails with them. Did you read the Twitter files? Like when Elon Musk finally bought Twitter and you saw the degree to which federal officials were flagging content, not having to prove, hey, Uh, This looks a little problematic to me. This Tucker Carlson video about vaccines, uh, it's a little problematic. Oh, okay. Well, what's your problem with it? That question was never asked. It was, oh, you have a problem with it? Okay, we'll take it down. Well, you can't use someone else to deny Americans their right to free speech and claim that, well, I didn't do it. Twitter did it. I didn't do it. Facebook did it. No, no. They did it at your behest. But I bring all that up, the callous, rogue 
viewpoint they have of freedom of speech at the White House demonstrated by what Corinne Jean-Pierre said yesterday when asked about this judge's ruling that said, hey, you guys are not allowed to work with big tech companies to censor speech. Now, in any other presidential era, you put any other press secretary up there, pre-Gen Psaki, you know what they would have said if you'd have said, you know, the White House really got slapped down on censoring free speech. Any other press secretary would have said, well, we're not doing that. We can't do that. This is America. We have the First Amendment in America. We don't weigh in on stuff like that. But that's not the position of the Biden administration. Listen to this. Listen to how bold they are in disregarding what they have done before that this judge says they can't do anymore. We certainly disagree uh, with this decision. And as I said, the DOJ is reviewing this, so I'm not going to get ahead of what uh, their evaluation, what options they're going to uh, potentially take on moving forward. They disagree that they should not be allowed to infringe on people's free speech. She says it right out loud. We disagree with it. We're, and we so disagree with it. We're going to try to find a loophole in the law. We're going to use the DOJ. We're going to use the FBI. We're going to use our brown-shirted Gestapo to try to enforce it anyway. Now, I'm not surprised by this. You shouldn't be surprised by this either, because what was their reaction to the overthrow of the student loan bailout? Oh, well, we're going to have to find a way to do that differently than we intended to do it through uh, a fiat of the Secretary of Education. What did Joe Biden say when... He was going to propose a rent moratorium. You know, I I probably can't do it, but I mean, you know, the court says I can't do it. We'll do it at least until they say we can't. This administration is so lawless and so blatantly cavalierly uncaring about observing what have always been not just little aspects, not just accoutrements on the American experience, but foundational aspects of life in America, freedom of speech, equal protection under the law, separation of powers. We're the Biden administration, man. We know better. It's gratifying to me that while most media people just suck this down without any kind of pushback, while most television and newspaper journalists in this town and across the country, have surrendered what should be a visceral protective instinct of freedom of speech and journalistic independence. There are a few, a select few journalists with whom I probably previously would not have agreed on them with or or with them on much of anything. I'm pretty sure my position on abortion and Michael Schellenberger's position on abortion are 180 degrees apart. But when it comes to what has to be in place for America to be America, this is not a job perk, okay? Like, you say, why are you getting so stirred up about freedom of speech, Bruce? You're a journalist. You're a radio host. I get why you're upset about it. I'm a plumber. I'm a lawyer. I'm a bookkeeper. I'm a landscaper. Yeah, freedom of speech. It doesn't really mean anything to me. It's just a job thing for you, Bruce. No, it's not a job thing for me. It's a life thing for me. It's an existence thing for me. You have to be able to state your opinion. 
However horrible it is, this nutjob WNBA player who says America is trash because we don't kowtow to the LGBTQ movement. She's making plenty of coin. She's got a privileged life. She doesn't see it. I think she's an utter moron. But I don't want her thrown in a gulag. I want her to be able to say whatever her stupid, illogical, blind-to-her-own-privileged viewpoints are. Say it. Go ahead and say it. We one time in this country had a a perspective, which was, I disagree with what you say, but I will defend with my life your right to say it. That does not exist anymore in the mainstream media. Thankfully, there are people like Michael Schellenberger who understand the gravity of threatening freedom of speech for all American citizens. I think Twitter should be extremely worried. And I think the only real solution to this, I mean, look, Congress must act to clarify the rules of engagement by the Internet platforms. If they're going to engage in this kind of censorship, they should be transparent about it. And there should be some sort of right to appeal it. It's all being done secretly behind the scenes. It's the kind of stuff that you would see by the East German Stasi secret police. This is not what we do in the United States. This is un-American. Mark Zuckerberg clearly doesn't care about freedom of speech. He just cares about selling user data, and they're sweeping up, including financial and personal sensitive data. They want to sell that to advertisers. That's not okay. We need to put our foot down on this. Supreme Court needs to weigh in, but I think Congress ultimately needs to reform Section 230. Yeah, Section 230 is the aspect of the federal code that exonerates Twitter, Facebook, and other big tech platforms for responsibility for the stupid things that people say. They have that protection because they say they are platforms where all views are welcome. But if they're going to censor viewpoints that are protesting against vaccines or rent moratoriums or student loan bailouts, they aren't a real platform. Uh, It is a little bit after your normal period of time you'd break for lunch. So I held off uh, playing this audio clip because I did not want it to ruin your midday appetite. If you want to know why the Democratic Party is staunchly sticking by Joe Biden as its uh, favored nominee for president in 2024, It is because the person who has uh, the closest proximity to the office besides Joe Biden is Kamala Harris. Uh, Now my computer has gone into some kind of uh, shutdown mode here. Oh, here we go. Here is uh, Kamala in her most recent word salad. We should always find times to express how we feel about the moment. That is a reflection of joy because, you know, it comes in the morning. <laughs> we have to find ways to also express the way we feel about the moment in terms of just having language and, and, and a connection to how people are experiencing life. And I think about it in that way, too. Um, the best description I ever heard of her and the way she talks is that she is like someone 
giving a book report for a book she never read. Right? I mean, isn't that like right on the money? Like, well, this book, you know, it's a book that has uh, themes and pages and it it really deals with topics that are so germane to humanity and she talks without saying anything without saying anything uh i have uh my kamala hall of fame with several uh different sound bites from our esteemed vice president everything is in context my mother used to she would give us a hard time sometimes and she would say to us i don't know what's wrong with you young people you think you just fell out of a coconut tree (laughs) you exist in the context of all in which you live and what came before you. You exist in the context of all that came before you and in which you live. Uh, well, I can't argue with that. Uh, because in order for me to argue with that, uh, I would have to understand it. And I don't understand it, even one little tiny bit. Nor did I really understand this. I love Venn diagrams. Is there a Venn diagram for this? We're proud of our vice president. She's incredibly (laughs) eloquent. Venn diagram, those three circles, right? I'm telling you, it's fascinating. We're proud of our vice president. She's incredibly eloquent. She's mastered the game. So Venn diagram, those three circles, right? And if you want to add some more circles to the Venn diagram. No, I got to stop. I can't go the whole distance with that. The quintessential Kamala Harris soundbite is where she says something really nonsensical. Really stupid, really rambling. And she mixes in the Kamala fake, nervous, I don't know what to say, belly laugh. Then you know you've really got something there. Wow. Maybe they could get a new vice president. Now that Joe Biden has uh, gotten slapped down by the Supreme Court on affirmative action, and affirmative action is no longer legal, could he get a do-over? On vice president, you know, there was a thought that Trump might jettison Mike Pence as his running mate second time around. You can't do that, you know. Can you imagine what our country will be like if Kamala Harris ever becomes president? And that's a a significant worry that you should weigh as a voter. For instance, if you're... A suburban mom, a Democrat suburban mom, and you just can't stand Trump, the orange hair, the braggadocious nature, the petulance. I get that. I totally get that. Have you thought through the alternative? When you watch Joe Biden operate on a day-to-day basis, you say, well, I I really don't get a chance to watch Joe Biden operate on a day-to-day basis, Bruce, because I don't get a chance to look at him every single day. He's the president of the United States, but he vanishes for like days at a time. I never see the man. No, you don't. Why do you think that is? Because his useful period of time during a day exists from about 10 p.m., excuse me, 10 a.m. to about 3 p.m. Of all the other times that you see Biden, how many of them fall outside that five-hour window? 10 a.m. to to, uh, to 3 p.m. Not very many. Not very many. If he wins re-election, what odds would you give him of lasting 
in the most demanding job in the world, six more years. Okay, five and a half. Five and a half more years. What odds would you give him? Who do you think ascends to the throne if something happens to him? It's Kamala Harris. And if Joe Biden steps aside one year into a second term, you have Kamala Harris for three years. Do you think Vladimir Putin and Xi Jinping and the Ayatollahs in Iran take advantage of Joe Biden's addled nature? Did you notice yesterday the Russian fighter jets continue to harass American drones? Do you think they'd be doing that if we had a strong, robust, quick-thinking, hair-trigger president in office? I don't. Do you think that's going to improve? You think Joe Biden, he's just going, he's just going through a little spell, Bruce. He'll be fine. He'll, uh, he'll get his meds reordered. Maybe he'll subscribe to PatriotSwitch.com, start eating some of that private label Black Angus beef, and all of a sudden his mental acuity will dramatically improve. No, what you see, folks, is what you're going to get, only you're going to get less of it as Joe Biden continues to age. And as Joe Biden continues to age, every single day that Joe Biden ages, the chances of Kamala Harris being president of the United States go up. Do you want the future of this republic to hinge upon someone who is fascinated by Venn diagrams and electric school buses? Who babbles incessantly? <laughs> I, I mean, in some respects, it is the epitome of how stupid we have become as a country, that we have Joe Biden as president, that Joe Biden has Kamala Harris as vice president, and hence, if we get Joe Biden again as president, we're most likely to eventually have Kamala Harris as president. I've said it many times. I've said it many times. You get the leaders you demand. And the Republican Party is not smart enough to see that if they put up any other passable alternative to Joe Biden, They would win the presidential election going away. But you can't get over your desire to be entertained by Donald Trump's one-liners. You can't shed that. You can't possibly make room in your heart for any younger, more vibrant, more idea-driven presidential candidate than Donald Trump because he got denied his first term, which I don't argue with. But you want to see the retribution tour. I don't think you're going to see the Retribution Tour. You're going to see the continual slide of a nation into global irrelevance and widespread wokeism if Joe Biden and Kamala Harris end up back in the White House beyond January of 2025. It's not like they're hiding it. It's right there for all to see. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.